This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, November 4th, 2012. Stepping up in presence. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you for today. It's a day that you made. It's a day that we have a chance to be about your business. It's a day that we have a chance to love you more than yesterday. God, open us up that we might be changed and transformed by your love and that we might make a difference in your world. We pray this in your most holy and precious name. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. So stepping up, the, uh, that's our focus uh, as we explore what it takes to go deeper as a disciple of Jesus Christ. There are five areas that we'll be looking at. This isn't all the areas that could be possible, but five we're going to be looking at these this month are um, last week, stepping up through prayer, um, and then uh, stepping up through our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. If these sound familiar, it's because... These are the five ways which we uh, say we're going to support Connection Community Church when we become disciple members. So there's a connection there. Last week, Lori, uh, as we said, explored uh, stepping up through prayer. And this morning, our focus is stepping up through presence. Presence. Now, on one hand, when we speak about uh, the presence of God, we speak about you know, uh, one-on-one, God in us, through us, God all around us. And actually, that's the very essence of, of prayer, when we are in the presence of God through prayer. Actually, too, um, the presence of God is part of all five of these messages that we give over time. But today, we're go- going to talk about presence In a different way. Mm. This week, in addition to focusing, uh, uh, to realizing we're in God's presence, we're especially focusing on our presence. Our presence being here in this place, God's house, and the place where God's people gather to worship and praise and celebrate the Lord. You know, we often refer to this place as the church. I'm going to church, or, you know, I'm at the church, or whatever. But this building isn't much of a church if there aren't any people here, right? It's just a building. In fact, somebody shared with me earlier, we say this used to be a bowling alley. Somebody shared with me his uh, grandmother, uh, it might not have been this building, but on this property, worked in a a, a clothing manufacturing place where they made dresses for women who were serving in World War II. Really? Wow. So there you go. So this place, this building isn't much without the people. The building is the place where the church gathers to worship the Lord. And just by definition, the church is not one person. The church is a gathering, a gathering of all of us. Jesus encourages us to gather together in his name. And we see that in Matthew uh, chapter 18, verse 20. Can you say this with me? For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Do you see that? Two or three gather in my name. Now, we know that Christ is with us all the time. There's no place where we are where he is not. We cannot flee from his presence. But that being said, Christ calls us. And in fact, the second half of the Bible, the New Testament, is about how 
um, Jesus called the disciples together to be the church, to gather people in assembly so that they could learn and grow together and share the good news of the gospel, of being saved by the Most High God. And so today we talk about presence in the form of community. God's people gathering in community is not a new thing. In the Old Testament, community was everything, and coming together in the name of the Lord was absolutely crucial. Listen to the words of Psalm 100, where we're not only encouraged, but we're directed to come together to worship in the Lord's house. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Say the rest with me. For the the Lord Lord is is good. And his His love love endures endures forever. forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Excuse me. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. In the the old uh, temple and before that in the tabernacle, which we'll be talking about, there were gates. There were ways to get in. But then there were the outer court and the inner court. That's what they're talking about here. But, you know, that's not far removed from what we are today. When you can you come in through, uh, so to speak, a gate this morning, a doorway, an entryway. In fact, you came through a couple and then you came into an outer court. We call it a, uh, a lobby. A churchy word is a, a vestibule or a uh, in the Methodist church, a narthex. narthex. Uh, we call it a we call it a lobby here. So you'll know what it is. And um, in the Old Testament, that would be outer court. And then this, the. The worship space, the place where we really get serious about the worship part, we call in the Old Testament, you would call this the, the inner court, and we call it the, the worship space. You know, uh, it's not that far removed. And when I hear this psalm, though, I get a picture. I don't get a picture of one individual person coming in and shouting and hooping and hollering. I get a picture of a gathering of God's people, just like we have here. Is that what you get from this? When he, when it says, uh, enter his courts with thanks and his courts with praise, I'm thinking there's a mob there's a group of people, not just individuals. And um, it never ceases to amaze me how this works, though. You know, we, our salvation is an individual thing. You don't save me, I can't save you. It's between us and God one-on-one. Amen? And yet, consistently, Old Testament, New Testament, God and God's people are called to be together in community. It's awesome, isn't it? Absolutely awesome. We're reminded of this throughout the scriptures, but especially when we take a look um, in the Old Testament and we uh, study the Hebrew people, they wander around the desert. Remember how many years? Forty years they're wandering. But actually, um, there's a very presence of God with them because they had the tabernacle. It was known as the tent of meeting. It was a portable temple, like a portable church that went with them wherever they were so that they could gather in community to praise and worship the Lord. The tabernacle was so important that God gave specific instructions 
I mean to the T, of how God wanted that constructed and furnished and what you were to wear and whatever you know needed to be in that place. In fact, in the book of Exodus, that's in the beginning of the Bible, um, 13 chapters. 13 chapters of instruction of how the tabernacle, how God wanted this to be. So God really wanted his people to gather together. And here as they were wandering around, they had the portable church so that there was a place established by God so that they could be together to worship God in community. And what's really incredible is if you've ever seen a picture of how, like, again, it was a settlement, temporary settlement. They're all intentional because they're moving through the desert. But in that settlement, the, the tabernacle was at the absolute center of the community. And all the tents kind of pointed toward that. In other words, everybody was looking. The center of their focus was God's place, God's house. The tabernacle is incredible. But once the Hebrew people then crossed the Jordan into the promised land, once they settled down, the tribes, you know, settled the land and they weren't roving around in, in need of tents any longer, then the temple took the place of the tabernacle. The temple became uh, <clears throat> the center of worship. And it was in the temple that we see Jesus so spending so much of his time, especially in the early part of his ministry. Later on, the temple officials got a little upset with him and kind of, pushed them out, so to speak. <clears throat> but early on, Jesus spent a lot of his time right there. When you maybe remember the one story where he went in and literally turned things upside down because there were people in their money changers who were trying to profit from from the, what went on in the temple. There were people there selling uh, sacrificial birds that you were supposed to have a sacrifice to take in the temple, but they were trying to make money and make money on exchanging people's money to be able to purchase those. And Jesus made it quite clear this wasn't a place for doing business, that kind of business. This was God's house. This was a holy place. Holy means set apart for God. This was the Lord's place, a place where the people were to gather, not to make money and to sell trinkets, but to to gather to worship the Lord our God. Jesus also, he visited people in their homes. You read about where he went to the wedding at Cana. You see where he was at the banquets and all that. He did all those things, but a lot of his time was spent right there in God's house in the temple. You know, God calls for our presence to be in his house as well. We can worship anywhere. Worship is a 24-7 thing. It's an attitude. How many people worship in their car? I do. (coughs) At home, in the workplace, at school, you know, wherever we are, we can worship the, the Most High God. And yet, and yet, it is so important for us to gather as a community of faith. There is a purpose for us to be together. There is something about when we're together with other believers. There is something about sharing the songs, sharing the prayers, sharing the word, reading scripture, sharing fellowship, sharing the collective presence as we celebrate and as we grieve together. 
as we have our mountaintops and as we are in the pits of life, there is something about being together in this collective presence, this community of faith. Worshiping in small groups, that's critical as well. We do that together where two or three are gathered. But being together in this body is absolutely necessary. It's like a lifeline. It's like a lifeline. Mm. You know, about a month ago, we did a, a test run with live streaming our service on the Internet. And a couple of people picked up on that and said, oh, wow. And they kind of expected, well, we didn't. We were just testing it out to see, but we've gotten very good uh, you know, feedback where a lot of people seem very interested in that. And we're looking at how we might uh, uh, do that. There, we can't just put it on because we want to do it with excellence and there's uh, some cost and some, uh, some things we need to work out first. But the thing is, um, there are times when we could benefit like that when you were home, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you've heard this before. Some of you might have heard this, but you know, after I broke my arm, that was a Saturday night. And so Sunday morning, I'm like in agony on the couch. But part of the agony was that I couldn't be here to worship. It wasn't about sharing a message. It was about being in community with you. And so Paul, one of our praise team people, you know, he gets that. And so he put his phone. You, some of you know this. He stuck his phone up on that thermostat, thermostat over there. And I had my little phone and I was able to worship with you that day. And, you know, I had tried before that I'd gone on TV. I was looking for, you know, all these expert preachers or I went online and I'm looking for Craig Rochelle and, you know, all these like Andy Stanley people, but it didn't cut it. I needed to be in my family, in my community of faith. And the really cool thing is, is even though I was kind of like just watching every once in a while, there were a couple people who knew about this. And so they'd like walk by and they go like this to me. And I felt included in Carlton. When Carlton gave the announcements, I was part of this. And I needed to be a part of the community. And so I could have told you those other preachers wouldn't cut it if you just just asked me. <laughs> Alan, you were really hey. good that day too, and you didn't even know I was watching. You know, I didn't know so. she was watching. I was like a peeping tom back there. You know, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Okay, um, but the thing is, was it like you were here though? No, it wasn't. But actually, it occurred to me that you were so good that I didn't even need to be here. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, Anyway, I had an I'm, ego I'm, 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 issue that day. Um, <laughs> um, the point is, no matter we're gonna, it's looking real like we're gonna live stream, and that's good. So if you're, you know, if you do this and you're stuck at home, uh, you be able to watch and participate and be part of the service. That's wonderful. Or, you know, uh, maybe you have a friend who coming to church is just, you know, they hear about how huggified this church is, and they're just nervous. You know, they're not a hugger, you know, they're afraid. So they can maybe watch from a distance and at least get a taste of what CCC is all about. So that'll be, you know, good. Maybe you could offer that to a, a friend or something. But, you know, all that being said, and it looks like we're going to go that direction, no matter how good it is, no matter what the quality is, and we hope it's going to be high quality, no matter how much you feel connected to the congregation from the distance, no matter how uh, good the sin you can sing right in in your living room, no matter how much all those things are going on, there's just something different about being here, isn't there? 
Can I get an amen? amen. Otherwise, you'd be home, wouldn't you? <laughs> Otherwise, we'd never live stream it because you guys would all be home. But we know that there's just something about being here together where we're able to uh, uh, shake hands. We're able to give the hug. We're, able, we're rubbing each other. We're sharing the music together. We're sharing the word all together. We're in, in community and prayer and we're able to just be with one another face to face. You know, it's just like there are times when a text works, there's a time when a phone call works, there's a time when email works, but there's some things you just gotta be face to face. Amen? And I think worship is one of those things. Yeah. So, um, Babette and Annabelle uh, were a part of this body for a lot of years, and they moved away to Oklahoma. And you've been sitting through a couple services now because it's just not the same. And we're glad to have you here with us. Great for you to be here. Um, you know, you all know how important presence is because you're here. We're kind of preaching we're kind to the of choir preaching today. We're kind of preaching to the choir. But it's a really um, good reminder, actually, for all of us that presence is is crucial for us to show up, for us to be here. And there are people who aren't here, people who have maybe gotten out of the habit or who are suffering or feel kind of like they're going through something and that we hear, oh, my life's a mess, I can't come to church. Like, what is that about? But anyway, we need to encourage them. So look around, somebody who you might know was here and they're not right now. Say, come on, be present, because there's such an encouragement about being present right here in the body. In fact, um, Stephanie Griffin is going to give her testimony. It's up on the screen. Just want to give a little caveat. We had a few little sound issues, not today, but in, in putting this together, but it's too important for us to not show. So um, we hope that you can uh, grab the essence of what Stephanie's message is. Years ago, I learned an important lesson about being present in the body. Um, I was a single mom, and it became more difficult to attend church and I was working two and three jobs, some of them being at night shift. And it became increasingly easy to just make up an excuse as to why I couldn't make it to church. And I wasn't part of a small group. So I really, over time, started to feel disconnected. I don't think that anybody knew what was really going on inside my life, inside my head, my heart. And I certainly wasn't being a part of anybody's life, helping anybody or serving anybody. So you kind of got this impression of being on an island. Um, And I don't think I realized what it would do to my spiritual walk. I turned around and the next thing you know, I felt very far from God. I wasn't doing the things that I knew God had intended for me. And I wasn't being person that God wanted me to be, that planned for me to be. For me, the path to coming back into the body after having been away for some time um, was just three small words in an advertisement, just show up. And I, I looked at that in the, the 
Middletown transcript and I felt, okay, I can do that. I, I can't jump back in and be a big part of all these ministries, but I can just show up. And maybe it started with sitting in the, the background, looking in, but, but Jesus and the Holy Spirit are involved. It just takes a little bit of time before you start to drink and you taste and you see that the Lord is good for long. You're, you're wanting to serve Him and you're wanting to be connected to other believers and you're wanting to be a part of what He's doing here in, in Middletown, a connection and, and what He's called our body to do. I'm a part of a small group now and that's a very important part of, of being connected to other believers, worshiping with the body, I can worship at home and that's wonderful, but coming and being able to worship corporately with other believers and hear the word and, and be able to be a part of the body as it's, as it's living and, and moving and breathing is, is really important. Um, the Bible talks about us being living stones and uh, I think it's a real cool picture of all these rocks or stones and a big wall and, and different shapes and sizes, but if you pull one of those stones out, um, the wall falls down. So you get this idea as a living stone that we're all being built together and we depend on one another and no rock is off by itself. Thank you, Stephanie. Now, for Stephanie, okay. You know, for Stephanie, knowing that she could just show up was really important at that at that point in her life. Uh, Being able to just kind of sit back and be ministered to, rather than getting into the to the mix. So, of course, God didn't leave her there. She <laughs> saw this morning. <laughs> God never does. He'll he'll pull us in and so use His gifts through us for His glory and for the benefit of others. But but just showing up got her back in community and. Uh, and we thank you for sharing that that uh, testimony with us. Uh, you know, maybe somebody you know needs to just show up. And um, part of our presence here, I think, is is to be asking others to be present with us. Uh, the, you know, the vast majority of people in church, some, some things we read, estimate is 80% of the people in church are there because somebody invited them. Four out of five people are here or wherever in church on whatever day, Sunday or Saturday night, because somebody made the ask. Isn't that just incredible? Four out of five. Um, Somebody's out there, and they'll be in here if somebody just asked them. The question is, when was the last time you asked asked somebody's presence here at church with you. Never forget, somebody is just waiting to be asked. So we start by just showing up, but then presence becomes something so much bigger. Really hard to put into words. The only word that I can think of, I've already used, it's such an encouragement to come together and to worship. It encourages me to go out there and, you know, do the Monday through Saturday thing because I know I'm going to come back and sit at the feet of Christ in this holy place set apart for him 
and, um, and worship with you. When we sang Wrap Me in Your Arms, you know, I could put that in my car uh, a little while ago, but that doesn't work. It's like hearing the voices. Last night at the women's retreat, wow, what an incredible time we had when we had, you know, journeyed all through, you know, coming thirsty and then getting filled up. And then we closed with, I can only imagine. And that whoosh that happened across this place, it's because we were in community. We were worshiping together. There was such a presence, a synergy that happened. We are meant to function as a body Mm. of Christ. Mm. We just show up and we are at church. But with time, we come to realize that we are Are the church. church. That's interesting, isn't it, how that works? We, We go to church and then we become and realize that we are the church where everyone's presence is invited, expected, and welcomed. And, and when we are present, then God takes, God's able to take us and take our gifts and our passion and our style, and he puts those together with those of all the others there. And then we do function, as Carrie just said, as the body, the body of Christ. And, um, and that's just incredible because that's what the church is, the body of Christ functioning together. And your presence, our presence, is crucial. You know, God, we're told that all the gifts we need for are here. <laughs> they just, they're here. We just got to be here, right? We just got to be here. You know, as Pastor Bill Hybels of uh, the um, Willow Creek Church in north of uh, Chicago says, the local church is the hope of the world. Actually, I, I would phrase it a little differently. Uh, I haven't talked to Bill about this, but... Um, I would say Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, but Jesus has chosen the local church, which is you and me, to be his hands and feet and his voice. And so that allows us then to be Christ's hope in the world as the local church. And remember is the local church isn't the building, is it? It's not the structure. It's you and me, us together present, stepping up as followers of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Most holy God, thank you for this time that you've allowed us to be together, to share. I so much celebrate that we are not uh, worshiping by ourselves, although we do that as well, but we are called together in community, a community of believers, a community of, of seekers, a community of some who are just showing up, a community of those who want to go ever deeper, a community that we call the body of Christ. We thank you and we celebrate calling us together as we worship and praise and share in your word. It's in Christ and your Holy Spirit that we pray and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.